0: and welcome my friends to the daily gator daily thought podcast if you are left you just ain't right welcome my friends we're uh to the 480th episode if you're keeping count at home just saying we're getting close to 500 um let's start with uh maybe the three most boring letters in all of entertainment journalism news commentary uh, whatever really uh, three three letters that by themselves can put most people to sleep N-P-R that's right National Public Radio my friends what an exciting thing that is National Public Radio such an exciting thing now NPR has a lesson for us they're going to teach us they're going to to try to fill our well Our skull's full of mush with wisdom from the liberal tree of liberal wisdom. Notice the tree is very tall. Notice the tree has no leaves. No branches, really. No fruit. In fact, the tree looks to be dead. The tree looks pretty much used up. That's exactly what NPR and... National Public Radio's uh, collective wisdom is my friends. Well, here's their advice. How you, you scumbag capitalist pig can uh, make them happy. Human activity is the biggest driver of climate change. Is it now? I didn't know that. NPR doesn't know it either, but it's a talking point. Uh, So what can people do to address the causes of climate change? and keep each other safe amid heat waves flooding and wildfires uh alice uh lisa uh, i'm sorry alisa a-i-l-s-a chang Alisa. that's a pretty name uh but uh, i'm assuming it's a woman uh elsa chang who is the host says Okay, lots of people are calling what we're going through now the new normal. You know, heat waves, flooding, wildfires. That's not new. Those things aren't new. And yes, they are normal. Weather is normal. And weather, most meteorologists will tell you, is very unpredictable. It's been around a long time. Storms, volcanoes, earthquakes, tsunamis, uh Blizzards, forest fires, Yankees driving slow in the left lane—those uh, things are just nuisances we have to put up with. And sometimes they can be deadly. Uh, but if you don't believe they are caused by us, because we're all bad people, especially Americans, then you're not—you're not down with the woke, my friends—the climate woke. Ah, let me see. But the phrase new normal assumes that we've reached some sort of equilibrium. That this new reality is as bad as it's ever going to get. Oh, oh no. NPR is here to try to scare the living you know what out of you. And make you paranoid every time a cloud appears in the sky. Or the wind blows. Or you hear that a neighbor's tree fell over because it's 500 years old. And was struck by lightning three times. And eventually just blew over in the last storm. That is not an accurate picture because humans. Humans. Scumbag humans. Those dirty humans again are still pumping greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. We're such bastards. And that is predicted to make the type of heat waves and floods that we're seeing today even more frequent and more severe. Uh, So fast... So fast, so how fast, rather, can we rein in that trend? or how ready are we to adapt to these extreme events? Their message really hasn't changed. Their, their, their game is to make you scared, make you paranoid, and to make you panic and to give you all your liberties, all your freedom, especially all your money, so they can tell you that you've now helped the earth. And then when we get tornadoes and hurricanes and floods, they can come and browbeat you again about how you're not doing enough, and we need more of your money. Somehow, if you give more money, the wind won't blow as fast. And if a tornado came to your neighborhood, it would be an F2, not an F3, because you gave a twenty extra bucks a month. Somehow, they expect us to believe this is science, and the science is settled. Even though if you talk to a scientist, scientists will tell you science is really never settled. So the never really settled science is now settled because it gives leftists like John Kerry, who doesn't own a private air I don't own a private jet. He was trying to defend himself for all the, the uh, flying he does telling people how bad private jets are. And he usually goes on private jets. And he was getting questioned by Congress, and he, all he kept saying, oh, "I don't own a private jet." So if you here's a fact, according to John Kerry, I guess, if you if you don't own a private jet, then the carbon emissions from the from the private jets you fly on, because you're an ultra privileged uh, idiot, that doesn't count to against the climate. That doesn't aid global warming or climate change, whatever they're, call, they're calling it this day. No, it only matters if you own one, according to John Kerry. Remember, folks, this is the guy who shot himself in his, in his own ass in Vietnam with a rifle. That ain't easy, my friends. That ain't easy. Not even for Lurch, John Kerry, the French-looking uh, climate czar. Uh, let me see what else we're doing here. So how fast can we rein in that trend and how dare we adapt to these extreme events? NPR Climate Solutions reporter Julia Simon is here with more. Hey Julia! This is like a transcript I'm reading. Uh, Julia Simon, hi. Then Chang asked, okay so you're in Phoenix right now. Remember this is July. Phoenix is in Arizona. Desert. Hot. Dry. It's been away for a long, 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 long long time. So how is it feeling there? (laughs) I bet it's hot because climate change. No, it's hot because it's Arizona and it's the summer. Uh, Simon says, well, my car was 116 degrees yesterday. Uh, Chang says, wow, the heat here, Simon responds, is serious. It's serious. It's not a joke. Um, Chang, yeah. Then Simon says, it was a lot. And the heat is serious. She said serious twice now. That must be really serious. It is dangerous. Not everyone has air conditioning. If they do, they don't always run it because it's so expensive. Some people are unhoused, meaning homeless. Uh, Heat records are falling around the world in Iran, in China. It's a wake-up call to how bad things are getting with the climate change. Then Chang says, okay, so it's another wake-up call, but like, what strategies could rein in the causes of climate change? I mean, I'm guessing cutting back on fossil fuels is the biggest one, right? And Simon, who's probably jumping up and down, clapping her hands at this point, says, oh, yes, 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 yeah! oh, whoa, 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 lady, settle down. Climate change isn't the only thing getting hot around here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, by far, Simon says, reducing our, our use of fossil fuels is the big climate solution. <laughs> so that means like replacing coal and gas power plants with solar and wind plus uh, batteries. How about with uh, nuclear power? It's, it's cleaner and more efficient and uh, power is a lot better than wind and solar, which are actually pretty meek in producing a significant amount of injuries. Plus, have you seen... <laughs> Have you seen what those wind turbines do to birds? I mean, uh, you're talking slaughterhouse, folks. So we don't like birds, I guess, now. Maybe they're climate change birds, so it's okay. Uh, let me see. Simon responds, the U.S. has dragged its feet for years. But last year, the country took serious action on climate change by passing the Inflation Reduction Act, which made inflation go up. Uh let me see kim cobb is a climate scientist at brown university and she says the law is a big deal i wonder if see that's not biden saying it because biden would saying it would have said it's a big effin deal uh if you remember that if you remember what i'm referencing Kim Cobb says the new federal legislation which really puts the wheels of the marketplace in motion to harness available technologies for emissions reductions. So that's huge and it's, it's already getting to work for us. Really? How so? What do you want to bet she doesn't get asked how, how it's working, how it's getting started? I bet she does not get asked that question. Simon instead says, yeah. She says the U.S. is also engaging other countries when it comes to climate John Kerry uh, the president's special climate envoy the one with a bullet in his ass is currently in China still still Cobb says that we're in a situation where we're going to keep experiencing extreme weather events over the next few decades. You know why? Because the left started calling normal things like hurricanes tornadoes, cyclones uh, floods, tidal waves uh thunderstorms, volcanic eruptions, tremors, all those things the left started labeling, labeling as extreme events and started peddling the notion that it's our fault because climate change. Uh, Still Cobb says we're in a situation where we're going to keep experiencing, again, extreme weather events <coughs> over the next few decades. So, I would like to ask these people, if we could cut all carbon emissions right now, so no more fuel, all electric, all wind, all solar, how fast would the climate change reverse itself? I wonder if they even would have an answer. I doubt it. Well, that would be hard to say. Uh, I'll ask John Kerry the next time we're on his, 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 not his private jet, but that private jet that has no carbon emissions that he flies everywhere. But it's not his. Um, Chang says no matter what well what does she mean by that like some of that warming is already baked in it's like a cake or something Uh, exactly Simon responds greenhouse gases don't just disappear silly they hang out in the atmosphere for several years I hear they hang out smoke cigarettes worsening climate change I'm just saying what I've heard it's science it's settled don't argue with me people And humans have emitted so much that a certain amount of warming is going to happen no matter what. We're such bastards, aren't we? Living our lives, prospering, evil. The question is, how hot is the planet going to get? And that's where we come back to that main climate solution, which is to stop burning fossil fuels. Emissions are going up every year, not by much, but by little. So scientists like Cobb say we have to reverse the trend. In the meantime, we have to build resilience for the climate shocks that we're seeing right now. Now they're not storms, they're climate shocks. Are you experiencing climate shocks? Did you have a thunderstorm, tornado, a flood, forest fire, mudslide? This is climate shock. It's all uh, America's fault, basically then Chang asks, but what does building resilience look like, Julia? And what about people who are facing imminent danger? What are solutions for them? Simon says, yeah, in the heat, everybody is vulnerable. So Michael Mendez, who's a professor at the University of California, Irvine, says pay attention to your body and the signs of overheating. In particular, watch out for children, for the elderly. And Mendez says in urban communities, which is code for, you know, black and Latino communities. Uh, because they're more urban than the Asians or whites that live in the same urban area. I don't know. They have, maybe they have a double urbancy or something. Maybe they're taking urbanite is that new thing that black and Latino take to be more urban. I don't know. <clears throat> black and Latino neighborhoods can often be a lot hotter. So you're telling me that if you're in, name your city in the state of whatever, Idaho, and it's really hot, uh, this white neighborhood or Asian neighborhood will be cooler outside, apparently, than black and Latino neighborhoods. Oh, let me see. There's a word for that. BS. But you can go read the rest if you want to, my friends. It's, It's really not worth it, but you know, but I have to move on to bigger and better and more important things and right now the most important thing for uh, uh, t- uh, Tatiana at uh, writing at Salon is to apparently get Greg Gutfield of Fox News fired that's the only thing worth watching Fox News for is Greg Gutfield and Emily Compagno and Katie Pavlich otherwise I probably would never watch it but I'm not giving up hope on oh, oh, my Emily, okay? Don't mess with any compagno. A woman with legs like that can do whatever she wants. Um, here's the headline. Any other place this career would be over. Fox colleagues are disgusted. Disgusted, I say. At Gutfeld's useful Jews jab. So they're trying to say that a remark that Gutfeld or Gutfeld made on I think the show the five has has to get him fired because it was uh, it was a jab against you somehow actually it wasn't I'll explain in a minute <coughs> uh, but Tadiano or Tatiana excuse me who is a news fellow at uh, at salon magazine salon where bad writers go to be really bad writers um, uh, Tatiana I believe is how you pronounce the name. If not, I'm sorry, Tariana. Uh You can take me out to dinner. I'll make it up to you. How's that? Uh, Fox News anchor Greg Gutfeld has been awash, awash, I say, with criticism after he said that Jewish people had to be useful in order to survive the Holocaust during Monday's broadcast of the network's top show, The Five. Isn't it odd? I think the first, the best, are the highest-rated two shows on Fox. Uh, I believe are both hosted by Gutfeld, because the Gutfeld show is up there somewhere. Uh, <clears throat> Hannity may still get a lot of viewers. Jesse Waters, he seems to be a fairly popular kid, <coughs> um, but I, I'm not sure the ratings. Don't really care, frankly. I don't watch a lot of Fox anymore. Uh, But Fox News staffers and insiders told the Daily Beast that the remarks were a disgusting thing for its resident comedian, in quotation marks. That's right. To say, adding, that any other place his career would be over. Well, if he was a lot of other places, they wouldn't hire him to begin with. But look at all the other places on MSNBS and... and, uh, the Communist News Network, CNN, their careers are already over anyway. It's just they're on shows that haven't been canceled on, an, on two networks that will possibly change their whole way of doing business soon because the, the, the terrible ratings are killing them. You know, if you don't get ratings, you can't charge as much for advertising. And if you don't make the big advertising bucks, you can't hire anybody to, do, to staff your news uh, outlet. And guess what? If you can't put news outlet, if you can't put news anchors or pretend news anchors and commentators up there, you're not going to have a network anymore. <clears throat> so maybe we can solve two problems with one stone. We can take Mike Lindell's Pillow, marry it to CNN, sell him to CNN, not him, but his company. He can he can be in charge. He can make money. The, the, they can let the man do what he obviously does very well, and that makes that's make pillows that are comfortable. And CNN can have that. We won't have to hear Mike Lindell anymore. He has 79 commercials every hour on Fox. Maybe the biggest reason I don't watch Fox. Yeah, that might be it. But uh, I just get tired of seeing the same commercials over and over and over and over. I think Mike Lindell should just step aside, hire a hot woman, maybe Emily Compagno. We didn't call it Compagno's Pillows. I would watch every episode. I would DVR them and just watch them on a constant loop, hoping that Emily wore boots and all the ads. Yes, and a bikini. Yes, a bikini with boots. That makes me want to buy my pillows, if I see that. Uh, Let me go back here. Uh, Let me see. Now, the actual comment. Notice we're three paragraphs in. They haven't said what the comment is yet. Uh, Gutfeld made the comment while defending Florida's new and controversial history education curriculum. It's not controversial. It's actual history. Uh, A lot of black people... Experts, historians, they actually are behind it in large part. And uh, so I guess CNN saying that these, uh, and the Daily Beast probably, and Salon and Slate and MSNBS, they're all saying somehow that uh, these black people are not reliable. Or maybe they're black racists. Huh. See how the left works? You're only black as long as they need you to be black. It's all identity politics. It's all interchangeable. It's like a, uh, a G.I. Joe doll with, set, or with uh, 87 uh, attachments and weapons. G.I. Joe can be anything you need him to be. Uh, Gutfield made the comment while defending this new law, which is a, a very good law from DeSantis, by the way. Uh, which will endeavor to teach children that slavery provided black Americans with personal benefit by helping them develop skills that's not controversial if you learn a skill when you're a slave when you're held in captivity and then you you escape that or slavery is ended by the law like we did here in the United States Then if you go and let's say you're an expert carpenter. You can take your skills and open a carpentry shop. You can gain gainful employment by being a carpenter. You can actually take the skills you learned. Doesn't matter what the circumstances were that made you learn them. You still learn them. And if you choose, you can use them. It's called being resourceful. You bigoted leftists now uh, let me see uh, the education curriculum they say will endeavor to teach children that slavery provided black Americans with personal benefit by helping them develop skills I don't think that's the major lesson by the way um, a Republican presidential candidate Governor Ron DeSantis has suggested that experiencing slavery was a beneficial experience for uh what it says here for common slave people and has defended the anti woke lesson plan among, amid nationwide criticism. <clears throat> the only people criticizing it is the NAACP, the race pimps there. And there's Kamala Harris. She, you know, I think she may supplant Biden. Maybe they kind of created this controversy to give her some publicity. So they can try to make her the presidential nominee. And they'll just uh, lock Joe up in the basement with like 10 freezers full of ice cream. They can have Nancy Pelosi come giving company. And she can eat her ice cream. He can eat his. And Kamala can be the Democratic nominee. Maybe, I'm just saying, it could happen let me see so are we ever going to get to the mark that greg uh, that the quote of what gutfield said you wonder in this piece at salon <clears throat> let me see during monday's edition of the five the panel blasted vice president kamala harris's rebuff of the education standards as racist well she needed to be rebuffed because it's not racist at all again uh, a majority of the people, I think, that wrote it were black, and still are. It's not like you change your color every couple minutes, unless you're liberal, because identity. <coughs> <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, Jesse Waters, a co-host and newly minted primetime anchor for the network, criticized Harris for not wanting African-Americans and white Americans to know that black Americans did learn skills despite being enslaved. They did. It's not a question of if, it's a question of how much. Some slaves were even allowed to make money for themselves on the side. To go to neighboring uh, houses in the area and do work for them sometimes. It's a fact. Did it happen all the time? I don't know, but I know it happened. Again, none of that is defending slavery. You can actually talk about slavery without defi- with, without defending it and also without hitting every little talking point the leftist Democratic Party wants you to hit. <clears throat> uh, then Jessica Tarloff, who was the long liberal on the panel, I made a connection between slavery and the Holocaust, wondering if Florida schools uh, would go on to teach that Jewish people uh, received some benefit from the Nazi systemic murder of them in concentration camps. Now Tarloff was trying to be smart and cute and, and you know, sarcastic in a funny way, but Jessica Tarloff's not that bright. Jessica Tarloff is smarter. She's smart enough to know she shouldn't be a liberal because all their positions are wrong, I believe. But that's how she makes her money, so that's what—that's the horse she's going to keep riding. <clears throat> Obviously, I'm not black, <clears throat> but I'm Jewish, Tarloff began. Would someone say about the Holocaust, for instance, uh, that there were some benefits for Jews? <coughs> that while they were hanging out in concentration camps, they learned a strong work ethic, that maybe you learned a new skill. Uh, they never stop, do they? <clears throat> Gutfield reference: Holocaust survivor Victor Frankel, Frankel's famous book to respond to Charles' questions. <clears throat> now, how dare a Holocaust survivor write a book about the Holocaust? Shouldn't shouldn't have have uh, this gentleman, Frankel? Shouldn't he have, have waited for the liberals to define it for him? Maybe Kamala Harris could step in and tell us how. Victor Frankel felt, or what he learned, or what he experienced. Maybe Big Mouth Kamala could do that for us. <clears throat> uh, Gutfield says, do you, "Do you ever read *Man's Searching for Meaning*? Vic Frankel, uh, I'm sorry, talks about how you had to survive in a concentration camp by having skills. You had to be useful. Utility, utility, kept you alive. Okay." Uh, Now how is that against Jewish people? To to quote a book about being in in the concentration camps by a person who was in the concentration camps and experienced it and luckily for him lived through it (coughs) and wrote a book about it. So to me that's a pretty valid question Gutfeld just asked. But the left can't answer the question without giving up on their narrative. They have to keep the narrative alive, so they're going to turn and make Greg Gutfield a bigot now, an anti-Semite. Anti-Semite. <clears throat> uh, a clip of Gutfield's comment soon spread across social media, prompting immediate backlash from media observers who are, you now they're always backlashing against something. It's how they make their living by being outrageously outraged. And uh, popping off about on ever show, uh, MSNBS, CNN, Fox, wherever. Uh, uh, Juliet, (coughs) excuse me, Juliet Jeske. Uh, I wanted to throw up after this comment, uh, Juliet Jeske, a research associate for the Tao Knight Center News Integrity Initiative at the Craig Newman Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. That may be the longest title I've ever read on this show, on this podcast. That's too long. Listen to that again. People and their labels, their titles they bestow upon themselves. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a research associate, but not just for anybody. For the Town Knight Center News Integrity Initiative at the Craig Newman Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. Uh, she also tweeted from her Fox News tracking account, decoding Fox News. Good Lord. Uh, the tinfoil hat wearers probably flocked to that site. How would he not know that Jews were sorted out the day they arrived in some camps and were immediately murdered? Again, the man who wrote the book and made the damn comment was in a concentration camp. You dits. He wrote a book. He lived through it. You didn't. But because you have a 79,000 page, uh, 7,900 word long uh, title that you made up you think you can uh, criticize him I guess. <clears throat> Again he lived through the, through the uh, concentration camp. Did you? No. Uh, Juliet Jeske. How would he not know that Jews were sorted out the day they arrived in some camps and were immediately murdered. Okay, again, if you were not immediately murdered, I'm sure there were, the Nazis were royal bastards, some of the biggest bastards that have ever lived. Satanic, satanic trash. But again, if they weren't murdered then, they would have to be, according to this man, who survived the Holocaust, lived in a concentration camp, went through hell and survived it, who wrote a book about it. I think he knows more than you do there, uh, Juliet. I think he knew quite a bit more. I think you're just uh, being a race pimp here. <clears throat> um, I thought, she says, that was common knowledge. A lot of them were children. Again, that has nothing to do with the validity of the man's statement. Or the validity or common sense or whatever or foolishness or whatever of what Gutfeld said. Or what Tarloff asked. This is why you can't have a conversation with the left. Because the whole time they're trying to take your words, skew them to make you look like a racist, sexist, homophobe, bigot, anti-Semite, person who doesn't clip their toenails, whatever. Whatever the slur of the day is. And she uses emotionalistic language instead of just debating the question at hand. And that would be whether or not it was an anti-Semitic remark uh, by Gutfeld. And I'm sorry, it wasn't. <clears throat> if you If you want to talk about the Holocaust and you quote a survivor of a concentration camp from his book about living in the concentration camp, How can you be anti-Semitic when you quote him? That would be an I See, I would ask these types of questions. And people like Juliet would just go, well, uh, like, uh, you're a bigot. White supremacist. And I'd say, gotcha. Uh, Gutfeld's comments have also drawn critiques from people within the conservative network which has long since navigated the controversy generated by the inflammatory rhetoric of its commentators. Oh, good lord. Uh, The Anti-Defamation League has repeatedly admonished the network for peddling racist and fringe commentary, including white supremacist ideology like the Great Replacement Theory. Obviously, it is a disgusting thing to say. Same with Jesse's remarks on the matter. One unnamed Fox News producer, told the Daily Beast unnamed an unnamed producer at Fox News said this you know if you say an unnamed person how can they ever uh, know who that is how can they ever disprove they even talk to him? They, they can't so there you go that's how fake journalists protect themselves one of the ways anyway <clears throat> uh, let me see just generally speaking I'm amazed that Fox has any ability to retain employees from multicultural backgrounds. Our workplace is shockingly diverse given the vitriol that often comes, uh, often makes it to the air. I understand that they're likely here for, some, uh, for the same reasons I am. These jobs are scarce, but I can't help but feel awful for them because they undoubtedly see this nonsense and can't do anything to stop it. That's from the anonymous Fox News producer. Anonymous, by anonymous, I mean non existent. <clears throat> yes, I'm accusing you of lying. When asked for a reaction, another reporter <clears throat> simply told the outlet, yikes. While well, a Fox insider hinted that there was a lot of internal worry about Gutfeld's con- uh, controversy, especially since he recently ascended to a primetime slot. I'm sure he's... Well, he's basically their number one talent now. That Carlson's gone. At any other place his career would be over, the insider added. The host faced severe criticism this week for misrepresenting the message of Frankel's book and downplaying the horrors of the Holocaust. He did nothing to downplay anything. Again, he brought up the Holocaust. When you do that and you are conservative... The left will attack you and savage you for it. And that same left doesn't give a rat's ass about what happened in the gulags or the concentration camps. They don't care about the Uyghurs and Chinese concentration camps. They care about their ideology getting pushed. And that's about it. Um... Uh, neoconservative commentator Bill Crystal, you've probably never heard of him. He used to be kind of somebody uh, who pretended to be a conservative, but I don't even know what he is now. He's like Jello, he's just squishy. Um, he, uh, he added that uh, um, everyone else at Fox they're fine with Gutfeld suggesting Jews sent to concentration camps could survive by being useful. Well, if they're going to kill everyone in the concentration camp and you find a way to delay your own death, wouldn't they be right in making the assertion, Bill? Bill Crystal's not a very smart man. He pretends to be, uh, but he's not. He really isn't. Enough about that, my friends. Enough of that. Let's get one more story in here. Um, Something kind of weird happened recently. Uh, Bearing Arms reports, Cam Edwards reporting this, it seems that a Wisconsin newspaper chose to revisit an editorial from I believe the mid-80s, I'm not certain, I think it's the mid-80s, and the editorial back then blasted concealed carry after uh, two decades, it's two decades old, so it's about early 90s I guess it came out. But the editorial blasting idea of concealed carry used a lot of the same rhetoric the left used in Florida, Texas, all over the place. Any any concealed carry law, the same with constitutional carry. They predict Wild West shootouts, blood in the streets, everyone shooting everybody. Never happens, never has happened, but they continue to to, uh, dispute out the same garbage. Wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. Uh, Cam writes as a lover of history it's always enlightening for me to go back and read what folks were saying about the gun control uh, debate back in the past a couple weeks ago I wrote about the lessons to be learned in a 30 year old copy of Playboy magazine so Cam Edwards is convincing us that he was reading Playboy not just for the articles but for an article about gun control okay Cam sure you perv uh but anyway this 30-year-old copy of playboy magazine featured a pro-con debate on the second amendment and i recently ran across another blast in the past an editorial from the wisconsin state journal uh that ran two decades ago imploring lawmakers to just say no to concealed carry laws I'll give credit to the current editors of the State Journal for highlighting the 20-year-old editorial. It would have been much easier to keep this buried in the online archives and probably better for today's anti-gun activists as well. Two decades after running, the editorial doesn't hold up well at all. And to the paper's credit, they ran it. And it makes, if you read the arguments from back then, you apply them to today, you're going, yeah, you, you gun control activists were absolutely full of you-know-what. But here's from the article from a couple decades ago. Some Wisconsin lawmakers want to let the masses pack hidden heat. (laughs) Look out, I've got hidden heat. That's right. Uh, State Representative Scott Gunderson, a Republican of Union Grove, and Senator David Zinn, a Republican of Eau Claire, claim their bill will clarify the confusion between the state ban and a more recent state constitutional amendment granting citizens the right to bear arms. The misguided measure uses a state Supreme Court decision as ammo. All those anti-gun riders were so clever back then weren't they? The misguided measure uses a straight I'm sorry state Supreme Court decision as ammo. It was so clever I had to read it twice. The court recently ruled that the Constitutional Amendment allows owners of homes and businesses to carry guns on their property so long as it is uh, for a lawful purpose. And self-defense, obviously, will be a lawful purpose. (coughs) But gun advocates have intended all along to renew their efforts to legalize hidden firepower. Oh, no. Hidden heat? Hidden firepower? Oh, my God. It's all hidden. The current measure is a carbon copy of a concealed carry bill thwarted last year by the State Senate. The new measure allowing gun owners who pass a background check to get a five-year permit to tote their weapon under wraps is updated only to reflect the court ruling. Okay, well, nothing strange about that. That happens with every court ruling. First of all, let's just consider for a moment... That 21 years ago, gun owners in Wisconsin couldn't even lawfully bear arms on their own property without guidance from the state, Supreme Court, and a state constitutional amendment approved by almost 75% of the voters back in 1998. It's easy to look at blue state defiance of the Bruin decision and think we're not making as much progress as we should, but the truth is we've already come a long way from where we were just a few decades ago. That is Cam Edwards' commentary. He's correct, of course. <coughs> Still, he writes, some things never change, including the rhetoric of the anti-gunners. This passage could have just as easy been written about Florida's permitless carry laws that went into effect on July the 1st this year as he proposed shell issue law under consideration in Wisconsin back in 2003. <coughs> Again, from the... Uh, from the newspaper article from 20 years ago, Wisconsin has wisely prohibited anyone but an officer of the law from carrying a concealed weapon. This smart public policy should stand in spite of a new effort to overturn it. <clears throat> but the justices breathe new life into a tired argument that exploits public fears of violent crime. It goes like this. Law-abiding people can't rely on police and the need to defend to defend themselves from armed criminals. The bad guys always find a way to get guns. Yes, they do. Uh, So citizens ought to be able to carry concealed weapons to fight gunfire with gunfire. But that's the problem. Overturning in Wisconsin's 130-year-old concealed weapon ban might make people feel safer. But common sense suggests that the more would-be vigilantes stand tall in the streets, the more difficult and dangerous it will be for law enforcement to do its job. They're still peddling that argument. By the way, still peddling it. Urge your lawmaker to put a permanent trigger lock on the effort to blow away the concealed weapons ban. Boy, they really were. They were in full uh, spin mode back then, weren't they? Uh, Now, sadly, the editors of the State Journal, Cam Edwards notes, got their way at least for a few more years. It wasn't until 2011 that Wisconsin adopted a shell issue concealed carry system shill issue meaning if the person applies does the paperwork and the whatever else is is tied to to getting approved it doesn't have a criminal record etc then the state has to give them the license they can't deny it for any reason unless they're a violent felon they're a criminal uh i think this one will be charged from the for the military is another one so basically what Edwards is saying is 20 years ago they were saying the same garbage they're saying today and it doesn't make any more sense today than it did back then but yet the left will not relent they haven't figured this out yet Uh, let me see by the way this does mention or uh, Edwards does when they adopted a shell issue concealed carry system, Wisconsin became uh, the 49th state to allow for carry, at least in theory. Some were may issue, some were shell issue. Shell issue means unless you've got something barring you directly, you they can't deny you. Uh, other states may issue, sometimes leave it to the sheriff uh, to decide if you need one or not, <clears throat> which is completely unconstitutional as I think Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and the rest have made very clear by now. Uh, Wisconsin hasn't become a crime-free utopia over the past 12 years, Edwards Rice, nor has it developed into a dystopian nightmare. Concealed carry doesn't eradicate violent crime, but it does give responsible gun owners the ability to protect themselves if they ever, if they're ever the victim of a violent crime, as in every other state. Those with concealed carry licenses are overwhelmingly law abiding in the first five years that the law was in place. Only about one percent of license holders had their CCW revoked. <clears throat> uh but and more than twelve hundred of the thirty five hundred or so revocations were simply the result of the license holder moving out of state. So it was even less than one percent. It was about point six tenths of a percent, something like that. <clears throat> Uh, la, 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 la. A large, a larger number than the approximately 1,000 licenses who were the subject of a, revica- a revocation after a criminal conviction. <clears throat> the editors of the Wisconsin State Journal were wrong to oppose concealed carry 20 years ago, and their fears of what would happen if and when lawmakers recognize the right to bear arms have failed to materialize. <clears throat> it's sad to think that their objections uh still carried excuse me still carried the never stopped good lord what is wrong with me it's sad to think that their objection still carried the debate for almost a decade after the editorial first appeared but the state's gun owners never stopped fighting to secure their second amendment rights today the anti-gunners are still pushing to punish law uh, lawful gun owners with all kinds of onerous restrictions But Second Amendment supporters have been able to keep most of the bad bills at bay. And with a strong turnout in 2024, they can lay the groundwork for even more victories in the year ahead. If enough people vote Republican not to allow a communist like Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, Gavin Newsom, uh, Michelle Obama. I don't think it will be her anyway. Uh, But uh, unless... We do something stupid like don't go vote for the Republican nominee. We can win more battles for the Second Amendment. Don't forget that when you vote uh, next year, my friends. That's it for me. I'm out. God bless you, my friends. If you're left, you just ain't right. Go Gators! And yes, God bless America always. Y'all be good. Take care of yourselves. Keep it between the ditches. And... Uh, make sure to listen tomorrow I'll be back tomorrow I've got another story I'm holding that's very important and uh, we're going to get to that tomorrow I meant to get to it today but I'm a little long so instead of going long I'll push that back to tomorrow because I want to have a little time to talk about it, because it's a very important piece about the war on our heritage and our history uh, in America God bless y'all be good my friends if you want to become a contributor, you're reading on Spotify, reading, listening on Spotify. That little button that says support this podcast, hit that button. See what happens. See what you're able to do. Yes, donate money, become a contributor. Uh, you pick the dollar amount. If you want to do monthly contribution, you can become what we call a subscriber. And I mean, being a subscriber to this podcast You are a blessed soul. I'll just say that. You might not be a saint, but you're close. Now, my friends, enjoy the rest of your day. Talk to you tomorrow. Y'all be good. Take care of yourselves. Until tomorrow, my friends, this is Doug Hagen for the Daily Gator, Daily Thoughts, and the Daily Gator blog. Take care, my friends. Take care. God bless.